Hi guys, welcome to the Journey Through Med podcast. This is a podcast dedicated to mentoring and motivating international medical students. And on this podcast, we'll be speaking to international medical graduates as well as international medical students to bring to light opportunities and information that will be beneficial on your journey through medicine. I'm your host, Blessing Tonyava, a third-year medical student in China. This podcast promises to be informative, enlightening, and motivating, so be sure to follow us and share the episode. This is the Journey Through Med podcast, and your journey is a story worth telling. Hi there, welcome to the 18th episode of the Journey Through Med podcast. I'm still your host, Tonyava Blessing, and I'm super excited that you could tune in and make out time to join us on today's episode. In the studio today, I have someone amazing, uh, Dr. Jehoshaphat. He is Ghanaian, but grew up in Zambia. (laughs) Welcome to the podcast, Doctor. Thank you. Thank you so much, Um, Dr. Blessing. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. How are you doing? How are you doing today? Ah, Today, I'm doing fine. I'm doing fine. The day was busy. The day was busy. Busy. Um, I I spent most of my time. Yeah, busy. Busy. Spend most Thank of my time you. at University of Ghana, just seeing my brother, going to see him there. So I came back later, but it was a good day. I got to see him and we got to interact. Yeah, that's nice. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So I I trust this is going to be a, a really interesting episode, and I'm already excited. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so yeah. before we move into the episode, I'm going to read a review from the episode, the previous episode, episode 17. And it says, I just listened to episode 17, nice and on point. It was relaxing listening to this episode. It was obvious that both of you had fun while recording. It was like you guys were chatting and you allowed us to have the privilege of listening. It was a good thing kudos and keep up the good work so this is from joy adeoye thank you so much this is so refreshing to know that uh, you are receiving the podcast in good faith and i'm glad that you could send in this review all right so beginning 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 i always do something and that's the random question session i'm sure you've listened to a couple of episodes and you already know how that goes you'd have to choose numbers uh between one to ten any two numbers, and you can answer questions based on the numbers that you choose. So, are you ready? I'm ready. I was just trying to figure out whether the numbers are constant. So, when I listened to the episodes, I was like, does she jumble the numbers? <laughs> so well, that... they are not. They are not. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. So, two numbers. I'll start with number seven. Number seven. Okay, this takes us into your childhood. Uh, what's your favorite childhood memory? My favorite childhood memory. Um, I think I have two. Okay. <laughs> they are tied, okay. so I can't really pick one. They are tied. So yeah, it's fine. Um, the the first one is I really um loved the times when I would be going to school with my dad, and he would be playing some music in the car, and we'd be singing together. You know, just those moments really stick out to me the most mm. um, when we're going to school, listening to music and would actually be singing together because he's a very busy man. So 
those were moments that I would find myself bonding with my dad as a young boy. And uh -huh. Those moments really stick out to me. And the second, the second memory that sticks out to me the most because it had so much significance is after my high school. Um, after high school, I didn't really do so well in my high school examinations. So I was going through a period of time where I was doubting myself, you know, and um, at that time I was alone because my parents had, were, were preparing to travel out. So I was going to be alone. And so then my mom comes to me and says she, and tells me, I wouldn't be with you for about two or three months. And I know you're going to have to face this alone for the most part, but I want to leave you with this book to read. And um, that book, <laughs> that book had a very, very huge impact on my life. Um, it's called Good Morning Holy Spirit by Benny Hinn. And it just okay. helped me feel that God was real to me. <laughs> and that God was close to me. And more importantly, like I could talk to God and he could speak back to me. So it was, yeah. So those are the two memories that really stick out to me in my childhood. Yeah. Amazing, amazing. That book, <laughs> that book is, is, is another thing on its own. Yeah. All right. So your second number. <laughs> I'm trying to remember the numbers I had. So I, <laughs> I no. don't choose <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Um, I'll choose number two. Number two. Okay. Which book have you read recently and how has that changed your perspective on life? Understand that I have to be careful with the energy that I put into distractions in inverted commas. Mm. Uh, but he, he mainly zones in on social media. He really zones in on okay. social media and talks about um, how how to use it and interact with it and to be careful that it doesn't get in the way of our focus in our lives, especially prioritizing the things that are most important, you know. So mm. I'll say Stolen Focus. It's an excellent book. It's an excellent oh, book. Oh, I should, I should read that book. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> Stolen Focus. Ah, <laughs> I'm already interested because of late as well, I've been thinking on how 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 distracted we have become in this world like mm -hmm. with everything we i don't know i i was going to the bathroom one time and i was like taking my phone along and i just thought to myself <laughs> hey you're just going in for a few seconds why do you need your phone you would still come back to your decks and have your phone so why don't you just go in there? And, you know, those moments of being alone give us time to think through, give us time to mm -hmm. be ourselves and think about our lives in general. Like this world, we have become so distracted. And that book, I think we all re need to read that to, to, to redirect <laughs> our lives in focus. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. All right. So in a few words, how was growing up in Zambia like for you? Knowing that, hey, your parents are Ghanaians and you're living in a, a totally different country. I don't know. Did you have any aspect of your childhood in, in Ghana before transitioning to Zambia or you were brought up directly for, in Zambia? Oh, okay. Okay. That's a loaded question. <laughs> yeah. In a few words. In a few words. Yeah. So, uh -huh. um, so starting with how growing up in Zambia was, um, growing up in Zambia was awesome um mm -hmm. if 
um, interacting with Zambian people, making friends in Zambia and everything was just great. Um, if anything was a challenge, and I think people that um, grew up in a foreign country, having foreign parents would understand this is, you go outside and interact with a different environment and you come mm. home and find a different environment. And you can't necessarily take that environment that you find back home in its entirety outside. So that's where the challenge was, you know. So, um, but as we grew up, we figured out that, okay, so there are certain ways that I interact with my parents and my brothers at home that just wouldn't work. And sometimes would get in the way of me making even more friends <laughs> when I go outside. Mm -hmm. Language, for example, and just many other things. Yeah, so I'd say that, um, that, that was the experience in a nutshell. <laughs> in a nutshell, that was the experience. Um, I can't remember the follow-up question to that. Uh, yeah, I was like, did you have, uh, did you grow up entirely in Zambia or you were born in Ghana okay. and then transitioned later? Okay, so um, growing up, yes, we grew up entirely in Zambia until the age of uh, 20. That was when I came to Ghana. So, yeah. I did travel to Ghana um, only three times, and those were for brief moments. So that's why I can't really say I grew up <laughs> in Ghana or even had those brief moments of growing up in Ghana. So that's, okay. that's the reason. So I would say entirely in Zambia and then um, came to Ghana at the age of 20. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so pertaining to the language... Because you mentioned <laughs> language. Pertaining to the language, what language yeah. were you speaking with your parents and family in the house? And what language were you speaking outside with friends and other people? Mm -hmm. So um, with the language, um, yeah, we speak English in the house. If you talk about the common language, English, you know, both in the house and outside. Mm, but then okay. with specific languages, I'll talk about three, only three actually. <laughs> in the house <laughs> <laughs> yeah but even with that one um we're still learning how to speak tree but mm. yeah once in a while we'd speak tree with our parents then back when we go out and interact with zambians i'll find myself speaking um nyanja which i'm most fluent Nyanja. yeah chinyanja which was most fluent oh, in Chinyanja. yeah and um there's also bemba Bemba as well. And I knew just a little bit of Tonga. There is a third language called Tonga found with the southern people of Zambia. Um, with okay. Tonga, it was because I did my high school in the southern part of Zambia. So it was important <laughs> that I learned how to speak Tonga. Yeah. So those were the languages. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So that means you can speak about um, five languages now. Are we including Chinese here? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 I, awesome. Yeah, it should be five. Yeah. Mm, that gives yeah. you an advantage and <laughs> in, in the society. Nice. Mm -hmm. So you pursued your first degree in Ghana. In what major was it? So that was um, in biomedical science um, mm -hmm. in Ghana, University of Cape Coast. Yeah, UCC. <laughs> I've heard stories. <laughs> the 
famously called University of Constant Confusion mm. <laughs> by some people. <laughs> yeah, but it was in UCC. Yeah. Okay. So, so why medicine? Why did you transition to medicine? Was it something that you always wanted to do and then just biomedical sciences was just the, the beginning or you never thought of medicine at the beginning and some way, somehow you just happened to be here? This is a loaded question and I'll do my best to answer in a very summarized way. <laughs> yeah. Um, so no. it's, it's always been medicine. I've always wanted to do oh. medicine. Yeah. Okay. Uh, but like I earlier mentioned, when I completed high school, my results were not very good. And so mm. I had to do A-levels. And um, I also had the goal of doing medicine in Ghana, not Zambia. Because at the time, um, it was very expensive for me to do medicine in Zambia as a foreign student. Um, the whole story of me not being given citizenship is another long story, but that was what. Because <laughs> <laughs> I'm what like, as me... a foreign student? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so then I was put down the path of, I have to go back home where I'm recognized as a citizen. So, so with Ghana, um, they wanted A-levels because in Zambia, the high school certificate is at all level, all level level. So, <laughs> which doesn't <laughs> even come close to the YEC okay. level. So mm. I had to do A-levels for almost two years, one and a half years, right out of high school. And then I was able to pass my A-levels. And then when I came to Ghana, um, looking for medicine, um, what, happened was, <laughs> what happened was, what happened was, I applied to University of Ghana uh, okay. The usual thing that a Ghanaian would do, applied to the three major yeah. schools, University <laughs> of Ghana, Kwame Nkrumah, and uh, uh, University of Cape UCC. Coast. Mm -hmm. So with University of Cape Coast and Kwame Nkrumah, I couldn't get medicine. With University of Ghana, they told me I used the wrong sheet to uh, apply. I used the sheet of paper that is um, supposed to be for Ghanaian citizens that wrote the WASI exam. I was supposed oh. to use a different one. And if I could do that and apply next year, I would definitely get medicine, you see? Oh. So um, I became a bit impatient. I was like, um, I've been at home after high school, one and a half years, I've seen my friends going ahead of me, in my mind, mm. going ahead of me and everything. Yeah. I, I, I can't wait another year so i compromised at that time a bit on my dream <laughs> but at the end i realized i compromised a lot on my dream and i decided to just go to ucc and do biomedical science and see what i'll where i'll go from there so that's the story um medicine had always been on my mind to do that's what i've always wanted to do but then i just got caught up when I came to Ghana um, with seeing all your friends that you completed high school with already going into the investor and everything. And that led me to compromise on what I wanted mm. to do. And yeah, so that's, that's the story. So let's, let's take your journey after high school, mm -hmm. one and a half years uh, studying A-level, passing yeah. and everything. Then four years of undergrads, biomedical sciences, and then six years directly uh, medicine. Yes. 
Yes. Wow. Wow. <laughs> it's been yes. a journey. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm. It really, okay. really has. Uh, what, what, what do you think it has been unique about your journey, both in medicine and in, in biomedical sciences, but, but, but most especially in medicine? What has been unique about your journey? Mm. Well, what has been unique about my journey, especially in medicine? First of all, if I'm going to give an overview of my whole academic journey up to this time is mm-hmm. it's never too late to bounce back. It's never too late to bounce back. Um, that's what I, that's what I really capture from my journey. Um, mm-hmm. because after those four years, I knew, um, what I'd done in terms of compromise, just so that I could <laughs> find myself yeah. on par, um, mm-hmm. with my classmates that I saw uh, going ahead of me. But, um, you know, at least I could still make a decision to, you know, um, go with my dream at the end of the day. Uh, so as far as an overview is concerned, I'd say bouncing back. Um, with medicine, what has been so significant for me is realizing that it's not all about learning the concepts, <laughs> knowing how the human okay. body works and everything, but having people skills, knowing to interact, mm. knowing how to interact with different people. I think that has been the biggest impact for me, learning how to interact with different people and practicing that in the medical school by having more friends from different countries and being able to (laughs) interact with them. Mm -hmm. It really helped uh, during my internship (laughs) where I met different kinds of patients that some required patients some required you developing a friendship with them and not just coming asking for their history and everything. Mm. So people are really different. And yeah, that that's a part of medical school that I really, really had to learn. Yeah. Mm. That's nice. Learning people's skills. And I feel like this environment also gives us the opportunity to explore that, to explore that and not just the medical, the medical uh what's it called courses or something yeah yeah <laughs> so you've graduated yes how do you feel like after a long time <laughs> after 10 years or even more the moment was so surreal to me because mm. for most people they look at it as a six-year journey for me i yeah. see it as a 10-year journey a you decade <laughs> a decade <laughs> It's yeah. slightly more than a decade because mm. after my first degree, I worked a bit, you see, and then decided Aww. to, yeah, come and do the six years. So it was so surreal. Um, I found my, it was just a surreal moment. And I was so proud of myself for making that bold decision after um, completing my grad, I mean, undergraduate to just go after my dream. Because Mm. at the time when I was in my first year, second year of medicine, I was doubting myself, doubting my decision. Like, Josh, can you really do this for six years? Like, how old are you going to be and everything? Yeah. And, you know, somewhere in the back of my mind, I was thinking of marriage as well. (laughs) 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 Yeah. But I, at the end of it, or after finishing, I was proud of my younger self. I was proud of my younger self for really going for it, for really going after my dream this time around and not looking back. 
<laughs> and not allowing myself to be affected by this whole time thing, which I see to mm. be very relative, you know, because everyone's journey yeah. is <laughs> specific and unique to them. So mm. that's how I felt. It's a real moment. And I was grateful to God and grateful to myself for really going for that. Yeah. Yeah. Like I that. love how you said you could look back at your younger self and say, hey, bro, I'm proud of you. I'm <laughs> proud you made that decision to yeah. bounce back into medicine and all. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Mm, that's nice. So going back into your uh preclinical, into the whole medical journey, which mm. which uh course was most enjoyable? <laughs> um so for me it was physiology, talk of physiology, ah, okay. pathology, uh pathophysiology. So basically I liked the courses that explained the human body. Mm. It didn't just give you an abstract knowledge of it. So the least favorite subject for me was anatomy because <laughs> I'm learning a bunch of names and yeah. I don't really know what these things do. <laughs> so mm. Just learning a bunch of names of stuff. So um, I was very much attracted to knowing what this part does and how it relates to the whole human body and health of a mm-hmm. person. So I'll say physiology, pathology, pathophysiology, pharmacology as well, you know. So I'd say these are the courses I'd say I really enjoyed preclinical. Awesome. Uh, I just want to ask, when you made the decision to go back into medicine, was there any opposition? And, and how did you <laughs> overcome the pressure from outside, from friends who are pursuing masters and, and doing other things and like, hey, I'm, I'm going to study medicine. They're like, for six years, you mean? You're going to sit in the classroom for six extra years? So how did you overcome that pressure from outside and what kind of opposition did you face in that light? Yeah, so... um. As for opposition, yes, I did face opposition. But what I'm grateful to God for is I didn't face opposition from my family because I feel mm. it would have been so much harder yeah. if I faced opposition from my family. So for the most part, the opposition was coming from um, friends, uh, colleagues, and just people that get to know your story, especially at the beginning of my medical journey, you know, when I was just in my first year or second year, and people learning my age, learning my whole journey through undergrad and working, be like, so you're going to go for six more years? You know, so so the two things that helped me to, two major things that helped me to really stick on this journey, that gave me strength to go through this is one, fear of regret. (laughs) Like, um, I already felt how it feels to, go through something that you're not really passionate about, something that you've not always wanted to do. I felt how that mm. feels, you see, with the undergrad. And I didn't want yeah. to feel that way. <laughs> I didn't want to feel that way for the sake of people that don't understand <laughs> what that this is my dream, people that don't really mm-hmm. understand my journey in its entirety. So that was the first thing. Um, the second thing that helped me to press on as well my parents, my parents and my family, they were really on my side. Um, moments when I feel discouraged, moments when <laughs> sometimes I just want to give up. Interesting story yeah. is I carried my bachelor's degree to the 
medical school, <laughs> thinking Ooh. that if this is going to be too hard for me, I should you switch to a master's. <laughs> yeah, so I, <laughs> actually, <laughs> I actually told my teachers, one of my teachers, that um, you might hear from me in second year. So I gave myself the first year period mm. to see if I'm going to push on with this. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah, so... Um, like going back to my second point, um, I'm so glad and grateful to God for my family because they really, yeah. really pushed me. They really, really encouraged me. Talk of my brothers, talk of my parents. Yes, talk mostly my nuclear family. They really helped me to push on. So, and third and certainly not the least, God, <laughs> you mm, know. Yeah, sure. um, that, that, that also really, really helped me getting encouraged to the word of God and everything. So, yeah, these are the three major factors that help me to push on my dream. Yeah, I love the the part of the support system, your family. Uh, it's 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 very important that when you're going through these kind of things, even, even in life generally, you know, having people who understand your journey, who understand you for, for all that you are and for who you are, and mm. still standing with you to say, hey, we are going to push through this to make it, is very important. Because yeah. the reason why most people give up, I feel like it's because they've not built that kind of support system. They don't have anyone to lean on to and to say, okay, cry on my shoulders. It's okay to be discouraged, but you've got to keep going. And I feel like yeah. that's that's so great about your journey. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. So uh, why did you decide to do your internship in Ghana? Why not China? <laughs> <laughs> Um, Let's talk about that internship experience. Yeah, yeah. So mm. um, I wish I could honestly say, <laughs> like most people, oh, the reason why I went to Ghana was for academic reasons and whatever. But for me, <laughs> the topmost reason was I really missed my family. Mm. I really missed my parents. I really missed um, my brothers. And <laughs> I just wanted to go back home yeah. after four and a half years Um in China, um, doing the medicine. So that was the topmost reason. And um, mm. second reason was um, I felt I would get more, personally, I felt like I would benefit more academically if I did my internship in Ghana. Because yeah. I would have, you know, I would freely be able to interact with the patients, you know, do physical examinations and all that practical stuff, which is very, very important, as you know now, um, as as you know, uh, for medicine. So, so the two things. Mm-hmm. And the internship experience was great because um, of, I would say, it was down to where I did my internship at 37 Military Hospital. I mean, Yay. the way they, <laughs> the way they, um, the way they set the whole thing up for us that have been trained outside, they put us in one single batch so it's not just mm. all about going to the hospital interacting with patients and everything from monday to friday you also have classes you see so it's the whole structure of it not just going to the wards and doing all that but mm-hmm. being able to attend classes as well each and every day from monday to friday was just great it was just great it allowed you to get back in touch with you know um the whole knowledge that you've gathered to revise it, to learn mm. new stuff as well, because you are now coming to <laughs> a tropical country, you see. 
<laughs> with more, I mean, the diseases that are prevalent here will be different from what was stressed a lot in China. So all mm -hmm. that just helped to settle down into that new environment um, with the way 37 organized everything. So the internship experience in summary, because <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> I have a bunch of stories, but in okay, summary... Okay, just share one story. One story. Okay. Yeah. Um, I'll share a funny story. Okay. <laughs> <I'll just share laughs> this story. So um this goes back to people's skills. So <laughs> mm. so um okay. I was taking uh, a history from a patient. I think he was um 75 years old and okay. um I think he was the diagnosis was BPH, benign prostatic hyperplasia, which is a prostatic prostate enlargement. And so I was taking a history, mm. and then while taking the history, there's this part where you talk about the, <laughs> the family history. So there, mm. that's where you ask questions like, you know, um, are your parents still alive? You know, those are the very sensitive questions because some people mm. don't want to, <laughs> you know, relieve into that. the thoughts yeah. of such questions. Mm. So I asked him, I asked this old man, um, his parents still alive. He said, no, both of them are not alive. And then I asked him um, if he could kindly tell me what led to their demise so that we're able to know whether whatever led to their demise would be a disease that is genetic. Mm. <laughs> you know, so that it give us a better overall picture over his condition, which was the BPH. Mm. So, um... I'm not going to the whole story the man gave because that was a long story. But basically, he didn't like uh -huh. the fact that the question on family history made him relieve, you know, that oh. painful memory of losing his parents. Even as old as he yeah. was, you know, that pain doesn't really go away. Those were his parents. Mm -hmm. So at the end, he didn't even answer my question. No. He just um, expressed how difficult it was for him to you know, live without his parents and everything. Mm. And also the uh, the differences that his mom and dad had, you know, growing up, seeing those differences made him grow up yeah. conflicted. Who should he, <laughs> who should he love more? Like mm. competition for who he should get more acceptance from. So he was going deep mm. into it. And at the end of the day, this old man was like, Doc, um, I'm not ready to answer any more questions, honestly. And I wish you hadn't asked me this question in the first place oh. because it's dulled my whole mood and everything. And I told him it's fine. It's fine. Um, he could rest for now. And um, I'm sorry about all that he had to experience, you know, growing up without his parents and everything. And we can do this later. We can do this later. And I just decided to pivot and just <laughs> have a different conversation outside me trying to figure mm -hmm. out, you know, um, his medical condition. We had a different conversation and a fruitful interaction. And so what I decided to do was just to leave afterwards, after we had that interaction and come back the following morning. And this time when I met him, <laughs> I didn't make it about the history. We just oh. continued our conversation from where we left from off yesterday. Side. That was mm. unrelated to his diagnosis yeah. and everything. And so then, <laughs> obviously, I had to chip it in because... <laughs> I had to chip in the family history because yeah. the superiors would come and shout at me and say, where is the history? Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know? So um, that that's the story that really, <laughs> that I wanted to share, mm. which goes back to what I said, the people's skills. Yeah. So, yeah.
Mm. I was about <laughs> to ask you, how did you get the family history if you 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 changed the subject of of discussion? <laughs> yeah. So. <laughs> yeah. So I, I just had to find that moment when mm. you know I I I perceived that we had bonded. I perceived that mm. we had bonded, and he was convinced that I was not just coming <laughs> to, to get information. Um, yes. And then, so I had yeah. to perceive that moment, you know, mm. so when we were laughing and the old man was just free with me. I was like, okay, now he would probably <laughs> understand. <laughs> probably oh, understand. So, mm. yeah. <laughs> but the whole right. internship experience was a time of learning. So that's what I uh-huh. would say. Um, at the beginning, um, it was a bit difficult for me because, you know, you, you always feel like you don't know anything you know yeah <laughs> you don't know anything <laughs> and so i i had to develop the courage of facing my ignorance and looking at it as this ignorance gives me and empowers me to learn you know ignorance mm. is not something i should be ashamed of um if i don't know something oh. it means i could learn from it so i had to stop looking at my ignorance with shame i had to look at it as a powerful thing that could help me learn so that's what helped me during my time of internship. Oh, I like that. Not not looking looking at your ignorance from a different point of view, from a different light. That hey, I don't know this, but it's an opportunity for me to know it. Like not being ashamed. You know how sometimes in the hospital, okay, I've not <laughs> been there. Okay. I you know, I I, I volunteered for some time yeah. in summer in the hospital. Yeah. And when the doctor is asking, most of the things like 80% of the things I didn't know because <laughs> I was in second year at that time. And I'm like, no, I don't know. So it's an opportunity for me to now learn and learn from other people as well. And not just say, mm-hmm. I know, I know everything when you don't know. Yeah. <laughs> so seeing your ignorance as an opportunity to learn. Yeah. It's a good thing. And I like that. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. So who, who influenced you most on your journey? Who is hmm. that person? Or maybe not a person, maybe a quote, maybe a word. Uh, I don't know. Something that, that influenced you most and, yeah, on your journey. Hmm. So, um, first of all, a lot of people influenced me on my journey. Um, mm-hmm. I could talk about church. I could talk about people that I've met just as friends in the classroom and everything. So, yeah. I have to preface that before <laughs> anyone feels okay. like left them out. Yeah, no. but um, mm. I would say the two major people that influenced my journey were, one, my father. Um, mm. My father is not a doctor, but it's interesting <laughs> how he has, how he had a way of encouraging me to go on this journey. It's interesting how he encouraged me to go on this journey, and especially during my low moments, to just push on and to press on, yeah. Uh, both I mean, encouragement both came from my dad and mom, but my dad had this specific way of inspiring me and encouraging me to push on with this uh, medical journey. And then I'll say the second person, and <laughs> he might be shocked if he listens to this podcast, um, okay. is Brother Daniel, <laughs> uh, Dr. Daniel. Uh, I think you had him here. Yeah, yes. we had him on one of the episodes. Yes. So <laughs> mm. Dr. Daniel, I mean, he's a very close friend. Called him a brother, and um, 
at the time that we met in the medical school when he came uh, to do his master's specialty, we Mm -hmm. would have interactions, would have interactions and the things you talk about, you know, I mean, Dr. Daniel is a very good storyteller. So so when he describes things that um, he experienced in the hospital as a doctor and everything, it also really inspired me. It really, really did inspire Mm. me. And so, yeah, I would say these are the two major people that um, Mm. inspired me on my medical journey. That's nice. Shout out to you, Dr. Daniel Sengjala, wherever you are. <laughs> if you are listening to this podcast, thank you yeah. for influencing and inspiring him on his journey. All right. So uh, in bringing the episode to an end, I want to ask, is there any major you'd like to specialize in in the future? Mm. Um, I'm a bit conflicted at the moment. So okay. I, I'm still trying to figure it out. So there are two that I've been thinking about. The first being um, Mm. urology. Yeah, urology. And then um, the second one being obs and gyne. So these are the two. And I would really want to find myself in the obstetric side because, man, when I I was in the theater and seeing those um, cesarean sections and just, Mm. just bringing new life, you know, helping another human being bring a new life. Like those moments were very surreal to me, you know. And um, so I'd say these are the two that I'm still trying to figure out which one I'd end up choosing. So urology and obstetrics and gynecology. So these are the two. Okay. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I wish you all the best as you decide on which one to specialize in. So do you have any last words for anyone on the medical journey or anyone not even on the medical journey, but they've had that dream before that, hey, mm. I want to become a dentist, a pharmacist or any other medic. But then some way they got derailed or distracted or away from their initial dream. Do you have any words for them? Um, so think with the first group of people that may have been derailed, I mean, just like my story as well, is Mm -hmm. you can still bounce back. It's never too late to pursue your dreams. It's never too late. Mm. Um, you can still bounce back and you can still go for your dreams. And then, um, also for a second group of people that are already doing that, please don't give up. Please don't give up, especially if <laughs> you're just starting out on this journey um, of yeah. bouncing back and pursuing your dream. Please don't give up. I assure you at the end of it all, <laughs> you'll be proud of your younger self and your mm. older self. you also be proud of your older self. Like there'll be this surreal moment. I think I'm overusing the word surreal, but <laughs> there'll be this <laughs> moment where you'll be grateful to God and just be grateful to yourself that you went on for your dream. So this is what I would say. You can still bounce back. It's never too late to pursue your dreams. Yeah. Mm, it's never too late to pursue your dreams. Yeah. All right. I loved that. I love that. I love every bit of the episode. And in concluding, I'll read the quote of the episode. And this is from Mental Medicine. And it says, it doesn't get simpler than this. Have fun. Enjoy your steady time. Enjoy going through the textbook like you you like, finding the right YouTube tutorials, getting together with your study group, 
and getting your favorite steady snacks. Trust the process and enjoy all the progress you're making. Wow. What do you make of this? <laughs> wow. I, it's, I, I think the part that really hit home for me is enjoying the journey, enjoying mm. it. And I, I mean, interacting with friends as well, make, making new friendships, relationships with people that could cut across the border, even after med school, mm. you know, um, enjoyed, and the snacks as well, you know, <laughs> <laughs> the snacks as well. I yeah. remember back in med school, my go-to was this, um, there was this chocolate bar that I always used to get from the vending machine in the dormitory. Mm. <laughs> so yeah, the snacks as well. It might sound like it's a trivial thing, but it's very important to know. Yeah, it is. It, it is. is important. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Lastly, what did you do for fun in, in school? <laughs> um, did you have any fun at all? I did. I did. Um, okay. What I did for fun mostly was um, video games. Oh, <laughs> video games, okay. yeah. So FIFA, FIFA. PlayStation, uh -huh. yeah, mostly FIFA. <laughs> so <laughs> that's what I would do if I'm if I have that free time to just relax and relax. So I, and I was mostly into video games, and also the other two things that I would do for fun uh, would be reading books. You know, that would just improve myself. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and the last thing is, <laughs> I'm even feeling shy too. Yeah, but I have this thing of um, playing instrumentals and just basking oh. in the instruments in my room, especially during the Corona period. You had instruments in your room? No, I would play them from Spotify and oh. just lay on my bed. <laughs> Sometimes I could do that for two hours. Just have them playing in the background with my speakers and just relaxing into that and allowing my mind to come at ease. So mm. I used to do that a lot, especially during the pandemic. So I would say those are yeah. the three things. Yeah. <laughs> I like that. And 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 coming back to this quote, I like the last line that says, trust the process and enjoy all the progress you are making. Mm -hmm. Many times we are so much in a haste to get to the end, the destination, you know, let me just hurry up and graduate and start working in the hospital oh, that yeah. we forget that the process is also the journey, the pro the 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 you know, every day waking up, going to class, having lectures, blah, blah, blah. That's also part of the journey. And mm -hmm. we should not forget to enjoy that aspect as well. Oh, yeah. yeah. And when you finish school, you really miss those moments. I'm telling mm. you, you really miss those moments. Yeah. So it's really important. Yeah. This has been great. Uh, it's so good to see you after how long? <laughs> <laughs> It's almost, I don't know, like almost two years. Two years. Yes. Yeah, yes, two yes. years. It's good to see you and have this conversation. Mm. I enjoyed it. And to anyone out there who is struggling, who is uh, battling between decisions, should I go into it? Should I not? Should I go into it? Should I not? I always know that it's never too late to bounce back into chasing your dreams, into becoming the person you once wished that you were. Don't let your younger self regret. Don't look back at your mm -hmm. younger self and say, ah, I should have gone. I should have done. I should have. And it doesn't just apply to the medical journey with, with mm -hmm. whatever that you are doing. Just know it's never too late to start up again. It's never too late to bounce back again into becoming the person that you always thought 
and wish that you would be. All right, so this mm. this is the end. Uh, this is how we wrap up on today's episode. Thank you for coming through and joining us. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you so Amazing. much for having me. Yeah, and I would encourage people to really listen to this podcast. Yeah, episodes. Yeah, it's. <laughs> I, I, I mentioned um, my personal favorite, like I liked all the episodes, but my personal, my personal mm. um, favorite episode was the one on the imposter syndrome because mm. I was listening to that during a time that I was rotating in surgery. And okay. I found myself facing those <laughs> doubts again when you're doubting yourself mm. and everything. And so, I um, mean, that episode, um, the practical ways of overcoming imposter syndrome were very, very beneficial to me during that time. So that's what I really like about this podcast as a whole. Like <laughs> the interactions that you have with people are very relatable, even beyond medicine. They're very relatable. They are human experiences. <laughs> mm. So they are very, very relatable. So yeah, kudos to you. And ah, yeah, to the listeners, you. really, really, yeah, really do well too. Listen not just to this episode, but listen to the other episodes. There's a lot of gold there. There's a lot of gold <laughs> there. So, yeah. Thank you so much. I appreciate. Yeah. And I'll show sure her to have you on on another episode talking about, I don't know, maybe your first year <laughs> as a junior doctor in Ghana. Oh, that would be something and that would be great. Yeah. Mm, amazing <laughs> all right so this is the journey to med podcast and your journey is a story worth telling see you on the next one bye